Street art. You guys love it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> it is interesting. I love whenever you ask us a question, <laughs> all you get is silence. <laughs> He's oh, a great radio host. The scissor tool. <laughs> I love the scissor tool. I cut out those 45 seconds like you guys are like anxious to answer the questions. Oh yeah. So, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump to this and I'm going to say that I'm kind of late to the whole street art thing. Okay. Um I became hip to it through hip I, it's still used by the kids. Yeah, edit that out. No. The 40-year-old kids? Jeez. Hey, let the I'm man done. use the word hip. I'm I like, done. Hey, okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. I lost I, my train of thought. I'm I, done. I like hip. Are you all gay and full of Yuletide? <laughs> <laughs> no, gay is way, way older than hip. I do like to tell people I'm feeling very gay today. <laughs> I don't doubt that. And this is why he attracts this type of Facebook friends he has. I do get lots of penis pics. So you were saying you were introduced to street art at a later Yeah, I mean I've I've obviously seen graffiti and mm-hmm. and whatnot. I assume that graffiti falls into the realm of street art. I think it's I'm the not foundation. talking about I'm not I'm not talking about um like tags and whatnot mm-hmm. you're talking about real I'm, I'm also talking about like art art yeah yeah something with a message or a background even if it doesn't have a message mm-hmm. something that's aesthetically pleasing which is what art is mm. so well street art as something that is searchable in google in quotation marks i guess i kind of became aware of when i guess when you started using it as a hashtag to describe the art that i do mm. And then that led me to Banksy, even though I knew who Banksy was and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Learning that it's just an, another genre of art. I mean, art is a huge, just wide-ranging category that you that anything creative is art. So what's the difference between tagging street art and stencil graffiti? Tagging is meant to send a message to another gang if it's done by a gang member. What if it's not? Well, then I don't know. What if it there's there's this um stencil graffiti that's in the South Loop area. A picture of I believe Winnie the Pooh and it says don't be a poo or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's it's hilarious. It's not very creative. Oh, it's very creative. Somebody <laughs> took the time. Don't be a poo. One is it one color or two? Or is it several colors? I believe it's one color. Okay, so, um, so I'm trying to pull up the picture right now. It's actually. one stencil. Okay. Right. Don't be a poo. Right. P O O H. Of course. Well, you know, I I'm working on the picture. Hold on a second. Going um, north on Cicero. Yeah. Um, a little bit south of Forest Glen when you're passing under 94. Mm-hmm. There was the street art of the guy with the surveillance camera yep. for a head. Yeah. I kept meaning to get a picture of that. Yeah. Most of those are washed away. They get painted over. Pretty quickly. They were pretty much left alone because that area, nobody really gave a fuck. 
I, I don't think it was until for that area, not until the aldermen started doing the uh, bridges for Paschke. For Ed, mm-hmm. for Ed, for Ed Paschke. Oh, even that area, I don't think even that even matters. What do you mean? Because it was, it, that's not even, is that still Chicago there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Sh- Chicago all the way up until. Devon. Is it Devon? It's, uh, that would be Lincoln one. East yeah, of Eden. that would be Devon. East of Edens. Yeah, so they no, they they just pretty left low, pretty much left those alone. Yeah, the Pash, yeah, but that's all the the Paschke art and all those other ones are like the walls of the underpass. Yeah, these these were the the oh, supporting. No, no, what I was um what I was mentioning by that is the stencils you saw started getting painted over mm-hmm. when they when they started drawing more attention to what they were doing with the Paschke Center the Paschke Art Center because okay. they started bringing people in and they didn't want to take away from the Paschke murals that were put under the viaducts and the ones that they have planned for the future by having other artists have their art there who aren't as important as Ed was. Mm. Are they planning more in that area, do you yes. know? Yes, oh. they're planning a lot more. Uh, Arena and his wife really want to, or John Arena is the alderman of that ward. Uh-huh. He really is a a strong lover of art and art being not bad that's three colors that's three different stencils art and art being you know uh visual art uh music and dance which is good to have somebody who's in the city that's into it that you know is trying to beautify an area with it yeah but they really don't want to have graffiti as what's the difference it's really all the same. I think the difference is who says yes or no to it. Okay. In this situation, that's what it's all about, is who's, who's agreeing that we can say that don't be a poo is art because is it art? What do you guys think? I like that, but I don't know what, why I like it or what it's that's supposed a, that's to be. A, that's another one that pops Well, that's up another thing is, is... Construction barricades. You know, so what? The, so what's? I mean, that would be stencil graffiti. Well, that's something you for know. the ages. What is art? Where's the? What's the classification for? You know, what are, what are guys like, like John Arena who probably have a few nice oil paintings. So it, it does. Where does the money factor in, or is that? I think that's where it all boils down. Where to. it all is. Probably a really good example was uh, Jean Paul Basquiat. Basquiat. Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Where he was just a horrible fucking painter. Thank you. You've heard other people say that before, haven't you? No. Oh god, his shit was. Everybody sucked. thinks Basquiat is is so great. It's because because he sucked Warhol off and had anal sex with Bowie. That's the only reason. His his art sucked. His size sucked. His scale sucked. His color sucked. His subject matter sucked. He's a horrible. But at least he did it. I mean, at least he did something. I guess. What? He got he got hooked up with a bunch of rich people that wanted but to... But look at Andy Warhol. What did he do? First stencil artist. So, okay, so in the context of his time... Okay, so if we had to compare Basquiat to Warhol, okay... Why War- do we have to compare anybody to anybody? Because you asked what, what he did as in a comparison question. He just did something different. Yeah, he made films. He observed, you know, life and... Oh, see, Se- I wasn't even thinking about all that. And sexuality yeah. as, right. know, as a full spectrum of art. Right. Basquiat got high 
fucked a couple white art women. Art should be all about change. Art should be a constantly evolving thing. Art should be about whatever makes the individual happy making it. Right. You know, do we need to have it? To I, I don't even think that, quote unquote, the masters would care about their art being displayed. They were just happy not to be digging fucking ditches. Yeah. You know, or blacksmiths or breathing in, you know, glass fumes. Exactly. It's it's so that was the. It was the escape. <laughs> that was that was the uh, equivalent of not working uh, an office job or working at Starbucks or something. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It was good, easy work. It was right. If if you were good at if it. If you were talented at it and if you had nothing but. But yet they had so many fucking assistants. Yeah, all kinds of assistance, all the, the all the financial resources of the church or um, the um, that the Medici's throwing money at you, mm-hmm. then of course you're going to get good. Right. When that's all you have to do for twenty two hours a day. So you asked earlier, what's the difference between stencil art, graffiti, and tagging? Oh yeah. Okay, so a stencil artist is trying to create a a complete message that you can that you can look at in one in one aspect and say, "Boom, there it is, I'm done." But isn't tagging about sending a message as well? I didn't say sending a message. Mm. I said a complete message. It's done. Tagging is an esoteric way of communicating with other people in the same stylized writing style. It's more of a study of street linguistics because usually words are misspelled, letters are backwards, words are backwards. Or they're not even using words at all. They're not using words they're using at symbols. all. They're using symbols. Well, that's, that's, that's where gang graffiti and tagging separate. They fork off from each other. Right, because you have, you have tagging art and then you have... Gang graffiti, gang graffiti right. or tagging graffiti. So a lot of uh, police officers refer to gang graffiti as tagging, and it's not. Gang graffiti is based around based around occult symbols that have been passed down through the elders in the gang to tell a message as once you would have carved your initials into a tree to tell which way to go to find clean water or this town is good for prostitutes. The same thing is being done through crosses and pitchforks and uh, six-pointed stars, five-pointed stars, broken in half, initials, letters, those types of old English letters, which old English letters you use, which ones you don't use, where you add accent to those. All that has to do with the world of gangs. Which leads to the whole thing of a lot of people in more affluent neighborhoods, street art Uh or stencils or stencil tagging or whatever you want to call it all of a sudden it's oh look this gang's in the neighborhood and then call the local police department look all they're well, tagging our garages or they're tagging it's graffiti. their streets or well, they lump it all under and, graffiti exactly okay. i don't so a good stencil artist would never be lumped into graffiti somebody would be able to tell just by looking at the piece that somebody took some time to do that piece of art. Where often somebody's tagging, and it's just and it's just a a tag, which is just the the writer's street name, his crew affiliation, 
and then whoever he was writing with at that time, unless he's running solo. Okay. Right. So most of the time you get two taggers that run together and you'll see them up together all the time with their crew. And Chicago's notorious. Chicago has lots of crews. But to think that somebody from an affluent neighborhood would see a stencil piece that was done and then feel that there was gangs moving in really speaks to the ignorance of... Oh, that's kind of my point. Yeah, non people who don't view art, people who go to the art 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 art, 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 well, the art institute. Well, that's art. This exactly, that's art. Right. You know, art is something that is made by people who are long dead or people who are making millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Art is not something that you know the kid in the apartment below us is doing. But see, now I'm curious. These same people. If they were to see yarn bombing, what would they say to that? Oh, is that when people uh, crochet trees and poles yeah. and yeah? I guess that's a real hard one for people to figure out, though, because when you see that somebody has spent some time crocheting a bike rack, <laughs> it's like, how in the fuck did they do that? Because that was the first time I saw a bike rack done like ten years ago, right? I actually had to go and really look at it and touch it and figure out like that this wasn't something they did at home and came by and just kind of glued it glued it on that they actually made this thing and did it so how would somebody from this i'm not gonna say suburbs but somebody from an affluent area look at yarn i guess it would all depend on the color and how fresh it was because if it's weathered it just looks like trash right because yarn deteriorates quickly anything out of place but you see you you've seen some this air quote tagging here and some of it is uh, I don't want to say amazing work but in the 30 seconds they have a minute they have whatever it may be pretty decent work it shows that somebody's practiced creating their own font uh, now I'm not referring to I'm not referring to names here that's names all, or words I, I'm all. referring to more symbols and or drawings well, that's what tagging is. Tagging is the name of the artist. That's his tag. That's his way of saying, I was on this side of the city, or I walked down this street and I hit that mailbox, that that wall, this and that. They tag that. When somebody sits down and starts to draw something that is then representing some sort of object or shape or character, that is called a piecing, that they've taken time to create a piece, which is short for a piece of art. I really know way too much about this. You could also went way off track. My question, though, is was not answered. Okay. So ask the question again. I don't remember what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we're mixing our terminology here. I about, think a lot of people are. About yeah. tagging and graffiti and street art. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all these things are getting combined under one umbrella. That, but... Look what and they're Google, different things. Look what Google Art Project is trying to do with their street art. Do tell. They are taking, they have a website, and it's pretty much Google Art Project, um, streetart.withgoogle.com. Um, and it's a story, it's part of the Google Cultural Institute, and it's street art from all around the world with stories behind it. Pull it up on one of your devices. That's okay. okay. I'll do that. We'll have we'll have a link to Google Street Art in the uh, notes. No, but if you look at some of these pieces, uh huh. But that's okay. So, 
this what what you're looking at there in street art that's what people who are into actual piecing and graffiti which is you know words that have augmented shapes and arrows and pointed and have pretty colors and stuff street art is done with permission mm. people are paid mm. to go paint on the street street art is now illegal street art which is stencils that are done in the middle of the night in multicolors that are creating political statements. And we mentioned Banksy before. Mm. Uh, the doctor sent us the link today with the plastic Jesus guy. You got Space Invader, who caused a major uproar in 2002 after the 9-11 attacks by putting his little Space Invader, Space Invaders all over the city, and people thought they were bombs. I'm going to say I didn't know about him until I watched the documentary. Okay. Um, then you have all of the French graffiti artists, which mm -hmm. was from Chicago to Paris, was our sister city, not only because of Mayor Daly, but because of the graffiti artists from Chicago. Design, Unique, uh, Take Two, Mike, Teasel, all these names that I'm dropping here are all famous Chicago graffiti writers who then became friends with people in Paris, which would they go back and forth and they would do pieces around the city. Which is awesome. Which is, there should be art all over the fucking place. There should, art. any place there's blank walls, there should be something on them. Great point. And it doesn't matter if it's there for a day and then it gets painted over and then somebody else draws something on it. And then... So there's... Down at Milwaukee and uh, Halstead. Okay, Milwaukee and Halstead, where they come together, there's the train tracks there that run um, east to west. And there was always, for years, there have been mural projects done within the, within the walls of the train tracks from the 60s all the way up until, like, the 80s, I think, when the city ran out of funding. And it was black artists, Hispanic artists, Puerto Rican artists who would create these murals that were depictions of political statements of the time, very much in the vein of Rivera, how he was constantly creating these political statements through his work. Now, once those things became a little bit too, too close to home mm -hmm. with um, Daly, Byrne, Washington, all these other mayors, that was all ceased. I had the honor of spending time with Ernesto Rojas, who was one of the young painters in the 70s who worked on these projects. Him and Bernard Williams, who was another famous Chicago painter. These two guys both painted these walls there. And when they told me the stories about the difference in the climate of mural painting at that time, and then when we talked about mural painting in the 90s when it was just really more graffiti, as everybody would call it then, and just how the climate has changed for the political statements that were being made. The 90s, we had no political statements to make. Right. I mean, everything was great. Mm. We had money, food, places to live, warm mm -hmm. shelter. In the 70s, it was racism and prejudice and wars and all this other shit was going on these guys had something to paint about mm -hmm. and i think the, they think the uprise in street art in the last 10 or 15 years is that we have finally reached a place again where we've got something 
to fight against, whether it's our own government or tyranny from other governments, or just us being aware that the world is not this beautiful, warm place that it was for us when we were kids in the 90s. Plus, well, we it can be shared at a moment's notice as well. Well, that's that's our climate today. That's that's yeah. a different thing. Is is how connected we are. And now we have so many tools to. We went art. from the '90s where we were completely disconnected mm-hmm. to now, where everything is happening. Everything is our own backyard now. Whatever happened to etching? You mean like etching on like scratchboard? Etching on um, like, come on up to on my windows. apartment. I'll show you my etchings. No, 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 on windows, on CTA buses, and trains, and on. Oh, oh, you still got guys. You still got um, Ian, who was uh, who ran all city. I, I A N. Ian was number one for etching on CTA buses. Um, then you have Scarce S E. He was number two, and you have Agent was number three. Okay, so. Chicago has had the band on spray paint for oh, what twenty five years now. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't go into Michael's without asking somebody to unlock the spray paints for me. And that's a, and, and that's acrylic paint, right? And you can't even do that in the Chicago Michaels. They don't have spray paint, right? They have spray paint at Utrecht downtown, but it's still uh. it's primary colors, and you have to have a note or something. Ah, true. Oh yeah, so, when I was yeah when I was working by Harlem and Belmont, and I needed some spray paint, and we had to go to the True Value down the street. Right. We had the right. So in, they were keeping it all behind the counter. In 2014, Streets and Sand removed over 60,000 pieces of street art, graffiti, S- graffiti. Yeah. I mean, the city of Chicago has graffiti blaster trucks. Yeah. We've all seen them. Oh, yeah. Street art blasters? Five, mil- five million a year they spend on this. Yeah. And I'm all in favor of it. I really am. So this is some of the stuff they've removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with them re- re- removing that. Why? Because you, you you rather have vacant lots and vacant buildings and all this versus something colorful like Yeah. That? Yeah, because that's in vacant places where nobody sees it. So why are we spending three, four hundred dollars to get rid of this there? If nobody sees it, what's it matter? Because the kids see it. The artists see it. The artists tell the other artists, this is where I'm working. This is where I'm painting this week. Go see it. And all the artists know where to go. It's only once the man finds out and goes and makes the wall white again, they just go back the next month and they start painting it again. They whitewash it for them. Let's start over. Street art is not about longevity. It's not about staying around for eons and eternity. If we want that, we're going to put it on canvas, and you're going to hang it on your wall in your house. It's going to be in a museum. We're going but to f- even that, who decided that art has to be about longevity? Well, that's what he's asking here. Why are why why is it okay for the look at city- the Buddhists and their sand mandalas? He's, ask- he's asking a question here. Why is it okay for the city to remove art? And no. the, the city, it's okay from the artist's standpoint. I'm not even asking that. I'm saying why the hell mm. are we wasting money on it and resources on it? And Rahm Emanuel just jacked it up from seven hundred fifty dollars to fifteen hundred dollar fine for it, mm-hmm. um, and it's on a Red X building. What's Red X? Red X is you'll see. Uh, oh, a oh yeah. A what does a Red X mean? Twenty inch by eighteen inch um, 
metal placard on a building yeah. with the red X through yeah, yeah. it. That is a building deemed by the city that is unsafe. So if it is on fire, um, police what? or fire will not go into that building. Let oh, it burn. Yeah. Okay. It, it's an abandoned building. So somebody spray paints uh, some or stencils or what, whatever we want to call this on it. They don't give a damn about the building. It's already a Red X building. It's already just an eyesore let's for let's just say but we're going to we're going to send three city of chicago employees and a truck there's a scenario here though okay so the scenario is this is on one side of the building where nobody really sees you might have somebody who put hours of work into creating something beautiful hours of work into that you know whether it be stencils or whether it be um Oh, man, where they make the big stickers and they put it on with the glue on the side of the building. I can't remember the guy's name who does it all over the city now. But he does little monsters and they're green eyes and they're big eyes and they're on boats and they're blowing bubbles and shit. Okay. And then on the other side of the building, you'll have the vice lords or the gangster disciples who decided to write on the front. Well, the guys come to clean the front and they're like, oh, there's shit on the other side, too. I'll clean that. And by cleaning that, you have people like people then tell NPR, hey, you know, they took down this beautiful art. But everybody forgets to mention that the other side was all fucking infested with gang writing. So when you have these two forms coming together and you want to appreciate one, but you can't appreciate the other because of the story being told. I guess you really need to tell the whole story on why both sides of the art exist. But so 290 in Harlem. Okay. Right at the right at on the Eisenhower south side of the of the Eisenhower uh-huh. south side of you have the blue rock, blue line yeah it's Farrapan and right yeah and those are all permission walls then Farrapan gave those guys permission to paint their you're for ta- you're talking west side I'm talking east side okay Oak um, Park side Oak Park side yeah past the railroad tracks yeah probably forty percent gang graffiti yeah. Removed in the morning, back up in the afternoon. Of course. Day after day after day, Oak Park is spending tens of thousands of dollars a year removing the damn shit. Right, because Oak Park isn't as forward as they believe they are. They're wide lawns and no, narrow minds. No, they're NIMBYs. No, wide lawns and narrow minds. That's Oak Park. Okay. So they're going to keep doing that instead of saying to the Oak Park artists who are there, which are in fucking abundance. Hey, we got this wall. We got this problem. Go paint it. We're gonna. We're tired of painting it white. Here's a couple. Couple. Are we talking about the same one? No, that's uh. Okay. I can't remember his name. Oh fuck! I'm forgetting all these guys' names. Hebrew Brantley. So. I mean, how hard would it be for a city or a small organization to get together? Just look at what they did at Irving Park and. Uh, two blocks east of Cicero, uh, the, the the crossways between Portage Park and right. Six Corners Shopping. That's been redone three times now just because of nature, not because of other people writing on Just nature has deteriorated, and they've allowed the people to come paint it. Look at the viaducts down at the expressway on Irving Park. Look at the one that shows progress, uh, um, industrial progress. The Firefighters Memorial the, in, in Logan, in Logan Squ- Square. That in my opinion, that firefighter memorial should have been retouched every year, and it sat and deteriorated for almost 19 years before somebody came yes. back through and retouched it. Yes. And it wasn't until 
Chicago graffiti artists said, hey, we respect our firemen. We want to have this retouched and redo it. We're not going to use spray cans. We'll use airbrushes to do it. And it's shit like... So stencils, though, you know, it's such a... It's such a new form. It allows the it allows the guy who doesn't who doesn't know how to piece or draw to become an artist. Because a stencil can be printed out on a plotter printer at Kinko's. You cut out the right colored sections, you cut out the other right colored sections, and you put the two of them together and you've got you've got a beautiful stencil. They sell a uh, stencil kit at Michael's. Yeah, I know. Get I your forty percent off coupon. I saw I, I saw that they sell homemade stencils. And you know what? You put enough of those together, you could create something cool. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. I mean, is it good for the kids to to see? Yes. Yeah, it is. I mean. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love seeing Don't Be a Poo. Can I, can I, I, can I, I, I can I, can I, I, can I jump in here? Please jump in. All right. So there's a difference between tagging and actual gang graffiti big difference so gang graffiti is sending a message from one gang to another and if it gets whitewashed over if it gets graffiti blasted that shit's going to come back yes because it's quote-unquote serious and it's sending a message and the guys live there and the guys live there if it's just some guy tagging Uh then it doesn't matter it's just some guy whatever tag i don't know Mm -hmm. but so we need to understand and street artists need to understand that street art is not permanent. I think most of them do understand that. Okay, then the people who view street art as graffiti uh-huh. need to understand that it's not permanent. And it doesn't need to be graffiti blasted because eventually somebody else is going to come and they're going to put their street art over it. And... I guess the next thing would be are other are street artists okay with other street artists coming along and either adding to or covering up their street art. So to answer to that question, or mm-hmm. I have a compound question here. Go for it. Does it fucking matter because there's more than enough space to go around for everybody to fucking draw shit? There's not enough safe space. That's the thing. Safe, de- safe space deemed safe by um, your visual exposure. So if you're if you're doing illegal street art and you're new at it, you're gonna want to find some place where you can hide and do your street art, and maybe somebody will see it. It's not until you really. Grow. I could go downstairs into your back alley and I could street art something, somebody's property, and that's against the rules of graffiti artists. But you could come to my garage. Graf- Can I? Graffiti, yeah. graffiti artists. Cool. You'll never find tagging or graffiti artists on private prop people's private property. So then, if we do see that, then that is some sort of. They're new. They're kids. They're not. They're not. They're not invested into the lifestyle yet. Okay. There's, or it's gangs. Well, there's there's a big difference there because we're talking tagging and graffiti as opposed to gang writing. Gang writing is about creating your territory between point a b c and d i feel like i feel like that i'm the uh 60 year old (laughs) and i'm explaining suburban suburban uh suburban dweller here so you you sent us 
or showed us one of your latest drawings mm. um, a few weeks back, mm -hmm. and we were discussing <clears throat> we were discussing the cultural significance. The, the no, the resolution of it. If we were looking at it on a four K versus an LED versus you know mm -hmm. how the depth of color and so forth. Okay. You want to come and practice practice on my garage door? Mm -hmm. Come on by. Okay. It's a solidwood garage door. Come mm -hmm. on by. Mm -hmm. Do it as many times as you want. But mm -hmm. you do realize that if more people were open to like you are of creating these spaces for young people to come by and practice their art, their graffiti street art on a surface that is permission that the city would we'd have more beautiful garage doors we'd have more beautiful walls mm -hmm. if people were willing to say yes come paint this mm -hmm. come paint something on this and the thing is it's paint you know here's exactly. the thing you fuck up you paint so over you paint it. over it's not it. the end of the world come on by I think the problem is that there's always some sort of I shouldn't have bought that safety yellow and those stencils though so, so I think a lot of the problem with street art uh -huh. that people don't understand is that I think they're, they think there's some sort of implicit political message. Well, for most of the white kids doing it in the, in the Wicker Park area, the, uh, the south side, what's the new south side area where everybody lives? Bridgeport. Bridgeport, where all the white kids have moved back into Bridgeport. So Bridgeport, Wicker Park, where all the, uh, the affluent well-educated people who can't do anything with their education. Yeah, Bridgeport was always white. What are you talking about? But, I mean, there's, it's a different class of people. It's whiter. It's a different class of people that live there it's today. It's differently white. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean they're not all political shills? No. It's a different... So, for them, street art has a, a political message because they're well-read and they're well-educated. When they, when they put their hand to doing art, they're doing it with some sort of idea of making a statement behind it. Mm. When you have the poor Puerto Rican kids from Humble Park going out to do street art, unless they're, they start tagging and then they start piecing and then they get to do mural projects, it goes through an evolution. We're off with stencils. There is no evolution. You just make your stencil and you go. So do you think that we're going to see a time when uh, murals are going to make a, a big comeback, government-sponsored murals? No, but they, uh, but there are corporate-sponsored corporate murals. Mm. You look at you go through Europe. The Danish government mm. has allowed stencil art. Well, of course. They're you know the, the Danes are. Danes do everything perfect. They're light years ahead of us. Shit. And, and honestly, they are. Yeah, they, I mean, they have the best laws for everything. You know, I mean, you, you look at this map of street art. You look at, like, the f France, Germany, Denmark areas. Uh-huh. Biggest clusters. Of course, places that came out of communism and multiple, you know, war-type places. Yeah. So you're, getting, you're sitting there and you're stuck by a freight train. Yeah. And the freight train is going so fucking slow. Yeah. And it's an illegal freight train carrying way more than a lot of number of cars. Yeah. Mm. And you're frustrated and you're about to call the Federal Transportation Authority to report the freight train. I've never been that frustrated by a freight train. Nor I... did you know you could do it. Because <laughs> I've never especially you're said you're limited to an amount of cars. Uh, go ahead. Anyways. Go ahead. Finish your story. Put it in park and, and turn up the radio. You see 
you see you're about to open up a probably can of multiple things there you're you see a big can of worms I, I know i know i am and yeah. that's my whole point here i'm opening a pandora's box yeah. very very fucking slowly but i'm opening it you have the gangs tagging you have the gang graffiti tagging gang what graffiti. have you yeah. whatever you want to use right there you have the tagging mm-hmm. you have the piecing Mm-hmm. You have the stenciling. Yes. It's a whole collage of some form of quote-unquote art. There's a there's another thing in there that you're missing. So there's car writers. And car, oh, yes. So in uh, I, Box writers, I was And actually, yeah. one of our listeners to the Hitchhiker's Guide to Disbelief, a, a friend of mine, she's heavily, heavily into it. Where she travels around and she watches trains and she's got she's connected into the whole world of these guys and she knows who everybody is and she sees them on the cars. I think if we could get her on, Carol Ann, if we could get you on to talk about this some night, if you want to come down from Wisconsin, that'd car be writers or car riders, writers, writers. They put little marks that are unique. Okay, so you know this. You know the story of Kilroy. Mm-hmm. Where he was writing on the bombs, Kilroy, Kilroy, mm-hmm. Kilroy. Okay, so the same idea, but on trains. Okay, uh, box cars and coal cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Certain writers write certain things on all these trains, and they travel around. And there's this network of guys that do it. So I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in Russia, Pennsylvania, and I see the car come through, and I write next to you, who came from Syracuse, New York. That car then makes its way to Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. where the doctor sees it, and he puts his little thing next to it. That car goes back and comes back, never gets painted, never gets washed. And it comes back to us, and we've dated it, and we've, you know, it goes, it goes around the country. So there's this big network of guys. That Just like initialing it. Exactly. Not anything to do with, like, hobo marks or anything like that. But nothing like hobo marks. Excellent. But hobo Excellent. marks Excellent, thank there. you. So I know a true hobo. We've talked about it before. <laughs> And they go to the hobo convention every year. How the fuck are there hobos in this world? Tell them the story. And there's hobo conventions. Tell them the story about the hobos. How far back in the story do you want to go? Charlie and I are sitting at a red light one day. And this guy approaches me. Insert dream music. And he goes, hey, Doc. Long time no see. I go, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a while. He starts telling me how he was in this other state. He is a hobo. That's all him and his girlfriend have done for the last 10 years. And he was very excited because he was going to the hobo convention. There's a hobo convention every year in Britt, Iowa in August. And all the hobos meet and they go down to the hobo convention. <laughs> <laughs> there's a run on kerchiefs and there's no sticks <laughs> and Charlie just puts her hand on her face and just starts shaking her head and goes what the fuck am I doing in a car with you but my point is do car writers go to the hobo conventions they probably do I would uh, I would imagine that there's all kinds of people who go to the hobo convention nobody in this room do you want to take a ride to the Hobo Convention this year? 
You mean do you want to stream to Hobo Convention like a live Google Hangout stream? This year from the Hobo Convention, yeah, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Disbelief. It could be a good thing for Jack Russell Media Productions. <laughs> not, a, not in a stream per Our se. Our 10th annual live broadcast from the Hobo Convention. It started in 1899. Oh. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, hobos go way back. There's, I think Jesus was a hobo. <laughs> Jesus? He was, he was the first. He was the first hobo. Yeshua. Wow. Hobo conventions. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time.